Ladies, gentlemen, boys and girls, cat dogs, anyone that's listening to this episode, welcome. Welcome back to episode number 18 of the Triple F podcast. Yes, you guessed it. Of course, I am fine, fresh, and fucking fantastic. Uh, Why else wouldn't I be? Um, So solo episode for you guys today. I do have many more guests lined up and eagerly waiting to come on. Uh, I just wanted to give you... A, a podcast in line with a YouTube educational short that should be coming out over the next couple of days. Um, what I've decided to do in regards to that educational short is basically just screen record myself talking through a periodization for a prep that I planned for a client. Um, I actually recorded this weeks ago um, and I've had it stored and just completely forgot about it. So I'm going to get it out and launched for you guys. Now, I know some of you guys are auditorial listeners and learners, and some of you are visual learners. So do you know what? I'm going to appeal to both of you. Why the fuck not? Um, Shame I can't actually do anything in person for you like hands-on people, but there we go. That's another story for another day. So the video will be coming out for those who want to watch and like to see visual representation. And the audio, obviously myself and my sweet dulcet tones in the office while I am podcasting, for those who just like to sit, listen, and chill um, while I actually talk through it all. So, today's episode, how to plan and periodize a prep. Now, I don't want to teach people how to suck eggs, and I don't want to state the obvious, but I feel there's some pretty obvious things that we need to take into consideration here that potentially do go amiss, and I'm not sure why. I'm not sure if it's because it's not really thought about, or I'm not sure if it's just due to down to the individual who just get a little bit trigger happy in regards to prep and just think, fuck it, let's go. So we're going to start at the end. What do you mean we're going to start at the end? Well, we're going to work backwards. Why? Because we want to make sure that we have enough time to start with. So we are literally going to count the amount of weeks that we are away from today's date and the current show. So I believe when I planned this prep, um, I wanted to have a slightly deeper dive into the possibilities of where this prep may take us now obviously you know we could kind of keep it short and sweet and just say right here's a prep from week one to week 20 week 20 we land at show day bingo there's our prep now we kind of fill in the details in between I, i didn't really want to do that i wanted to try and map out the entire potential season of this client one because I think it gives someone very good focus to know the entirety of what it is that they're about to take on. Also, the potential of what they're about to do as well. You know, uh, regional shows can lead on to pro qualifiers. Pro qualifiers can then lead on to bigger shows from there on. Um, And the season can evolve and adapt as you go. Like, one thing you want to do is prepare for every eventuality. So I, I feel that, you know, if you just plan for one show, maybe that might be a good idea for a first timer. Um, you know, just to kind of do the one show, see how they feel, and then maybe do one off the back of that with it loosely in the back of your mind of, oh, you know, well, we might do this as well, we might do this as well. However, this individual wasn't the case. This individual um, I have very, very high hopes for. They have high aspirations as well. They have stated before even having a discussion with me or, or me confirming it that they want to gain IFBB Pro status. So, of course, I'm going to map out that journey for them. So what I have done is looked over the season. Uh, they had no kind of show dates in mind. They had no sort of 
um, general kind of idea of which way they were going to go with it. They just said, right, these are the dates. This is when I want to start. This is what I want to do. This is where I want to compete. So I then went away, looked at show calendars, sort of looked around at what show dates coincide with what pro qualifiers, you know, weeks apart from that, you know, time frames, what's the best way to go about it. Because there's so many ways we can think about this, right? We can say to, for example, right, let's do a pro qualifier in, in six weeks and then a pro show in 12 weeks later. That's not a good idea. <laughs> Right, we want to be within shooting distance. Now, the most optimal time to start a prep is when you are within reaching distance. And then when you are within that reaching distance, you strike while the iron is hot, or at least that's how I see it. So what I've done is plan out his 30-odd week prep. So what we'll do is we'll start at the end, which is now, currently, looking at it, is 29 weeks. So I've got his periodization in front of me. So what I've done is I've looked at the finals, I've looked at the um, pro qualifiers and the pro shows, and they are 30, or sorry, was 30, now 29 weeks out. So these shows land on the same weekend. So that's something that we can't control. That's something that when it comes around to it, we'll either choose. There's two, there's two options that we've got here. So looking at our periodization, we would have to undertake two qualifiers for this show. One's for PCA, one's for two rows. Um, and then obviously once we get to the situation, we can then basically decide which one we want to go to. However, the reason I've done this is because two bros British finals and PCA British finals are on the same weekend, yes. However, the majority of people that receive invites to the PCA finals also receive invites to the PCA universe which is two weeks after the two bros pro qualifiers and finals. So, of course, I'm going to enter him into both because I want the possibility of getting to both. Because why would we not want to do the finals of two bros and then two weeks later fly off to Spain and do the universe of PCA? It'd be crazy not to, right? We're there, we're in condition. Why the fuck not? So that's the plan. So he doesn't know that one yet. We haven't discussed that one, but that is in the periodization. It just to see... That's to see if he can hold that condition, that longevity of a prep for that long. I'm hoping he can, because that will be 32 weeks. Um, but that's one that we need to kind of discuss as and when we get to the time. And if he can actually travel to PCA Universe as well, because obviously it's overseas. Family, things, work, commitments. It's a little bit different than competing in the UK. Anyway, anyway, that's we're kind of digressing already. So what we're going to do is we're going to work backwards from that 29 weeks. So obviously... What I'm going to make sure, first of all, is there is enough weeks from day one to the last day of his prep to make sure that he is peeled and ready. So I'm working all the way back. 29 weeks, obviously, is a very, very long time, but we've got qualifiers before that. So qualifiers will be 23, 24 weeks out. A 23, 24 week prep, I would say, is a pretty decent amount. I reckon he can get it done in 20 but I want to make sure that we have got more than enough time. Now, I know working with this guy uh, closely for the beginning part of this prep and also knowing him from the past, there are contraindications that we are going to have to take into account. There are things like workload that need to take into account. There are things like time restraints. There are things like family. There are things like we know the things he struggles with. Therefore, we want to make sure this prep is the most efficient and effective for him. Now, could someone get undeniably peeled in 12 weeks? Yes. 
Is it going to be a very, very tough, restrictive prep? Yes. Is that an optimal prep for them? No. No, it's not. So, therefore, we need to plan and periodize this prep specifically to the goals of this individual. What I would like to do is make it as stress-free as possible. Make sure we do the vast majority of the hard work right at the beginning where he's nice and fresh. He's just come out of an insanely heavy off-season, munching down five, five and a half thousand calories a day, living the high life of all the calories. So, of course, we're going to get the majority of the work done here. So, this is where we start to plan and piece together our prep. Now, first week to the sixth week is obviously going to be our first meso. So we're rolling in a five to one paradigm of the meso cycle. So push to deload. In regards to these first five weeks, we're going to slowly build up volume accumulation of training. We're going to build up slow volume accumulation in regards to load, in regards to drugs as well. Obviously, there are going to be heavy sort of use in regards to lipolytics and also cardio at this point as well. We're, we're nice and fresh at the beginning of the prep. Why would we not want to utilize that as much as possible? So what I've also done within this time frame is calculated the average rate of loss that we're going to be looking for for this individual. He is currently around 230 pounds. I've estimated we need around 45 to 55 pounds off to be undeniably, truly fucking shredded. Now, that is an overestimation because why would we not want to overestimate? Because we want to make sure we land on the money, peeled. Like nine times out of 10, most people will underestimate the amount coming off. To be fair, I say 55 pounds, we could probably shift 60 pounds and he would still be undeniably peeled. But we want to make sure that we are in the best possible place. So I have calculated that loss across the amount of weeks that we've got which averages out to about 2.3 pounds loss per week, which is going to average our rate of loss into the percentage of what we require week after week after week. Now, obviously, there are going to be weeks that we shift weight quicker. The beginning of this prep, we're probably going to shift much larger amounts at the beginning because there's going to be fluid retention. There's going to be lipolytics coming in. There's going to be vast drops of big changes towards the beginning. So it will equal out as time goes on. Right, so delving in six weeks. We're now going into our second meso, which again is a five to one paradigm with exactly the same accumulation of volume, exactly the same accumulation of, of strength or of hypertrophy adaptation. We can still make use of this novel stimulus of training at this point. You know, He's not trained like this before. He's come from a very different style of training background. So this style of training is gonna work in regards to a novel stimulus of adaptation of hypertrophy. Um, he's been used to more like the kind of strongman powerlifting approach with a little mixture of um, sort of bodybuilding approach as well, but not to the point of this kind of like set accumulation or rep accumulation or sort of volume sets and standpoints. So um, it should be pretty exciting to see. Third mesocycle where we would hopefully be down from around 230 to around 200 pounds, so around 30 pounds loss here is where things start to change. So we start reducing our work volume, we start reducing our total volume load, and we also reduce the length of the mesocycle. So we now go from a five to one down to a four to one. Why? Because he's gonna be more fatigued. He's gonna be tired. We've been doing some serious ass fucking work in those first 12 weeks of this prep, 13 weeks of this prep. You know, we've done shitloads of cardio, there's shitloads of lipolytics in there, 
Drugs have been accumulated in his system. Um, he is going to be building up that preppy fatigue. So what do we want to do? We want to start balancing that out now. We want to start reducing that volume down, making sure that he's not burning out too fast, that there's not too much stress or fatigue on his body. Yes, there is going to be some. He's in prep. like It's natural. However, we know one of his Achilles heels is food focus. So we are taking time to just manage this very, very, very carefully. What are we going to do? Yes, there are going to be some backups in there just in case. For those who know, the GLP-1 agonists... That is potentially going to be on hold. I know he's he, he struggles with this, so therefore, why not have it there to utilize as and when we need to? We're using other drugs, so why not use a drug that's going to help him fucking manage his appetite? It makes sense. So, what do we do from this point? So, third meso into four weeks with less volume, less intensity. This is probably where we'll start dropping out are intensifying sets, so things like drop sets, rep matches, uh, rest pauses, things like that, because it's just not needed. It's just gonna add more fatigue, it's gonna add more stress, it's gonna add more pressure. You know, these are sessions where we're dragging our fucking heels anyway, so to add in those real savage intensifiers is gonna become more detrimental than anything else. Now, you will hear many people say, oh, you have to do the work that you did to build the muscle to maintain the muscle. That is not true. Not true by a long shot. Minimum effective volume and minimal adaptive volume and recoverable volume are very, very different set standpoints. You do not need to do the same level of volume that you did to create the muscle to maintain it. Not by a long shot. If you do do that, you will end up burning yourself out. You will end up looking like a stringy piece of shit on stage because you will just be so fucking drawn out, so fatigued, your body will not be holding any fullness, any size, anything in regards to anything. You will just end up feeling absolutely awful. So what do we do? We accommodate for that. We reduce the volume down, reduce the intensity down. We allow the body this buffer room in regards to a prep. Now, this is probably where most people start shitting themselves and think, oh my God, I'm going to lose muscle. Oh my God, I'm going to lose this. You're not. For most people that sit there in a prep and say, yeah, I lost so much muscle in this prep. You actually just didn't have the amount of muscle that you did at the start, or thought that you did at the start, sorry. So, probably hurts a little bit to admit it, but it's true. I've done that. My first prep in 2021, I genuinely believe I had way more muscle. When you diet down, you unfortunately do not have as much muscle as what you believed you first had. That is the unfortunate reality of prep. It is what it is. You're not going to lose muscle if you're taking shitloads of drugs in prep. And guess what? The majority of people are taking shitloads of drugs in prep because they can't deal with the pressure of the fatigue. They can't deal with the pressure of the diets. Therefore, what do we do? We rely on drugs. That's natural. Drug accumulation. So, <laughs> now we've hit some home truths. Week 18 of the prep, the fourth meso begins, and we are dropping down now into a maintenance phase, which is simply, like I've just said, we're going to drop down to two working sets, of every exercise, we're gonna train with around four to five reps in reserve, and we're gonna reduce our weight to just maintenance weight. So we're not looking at progressing overload anymore, we're not looking at rep adding reps, we're just looking at matching reps that we've set. So our body weight should now technically be around 180 pounds to 190 pounds. Based on the look, we would pretty much be 
almost there now. Like the, the last little bitch, like the glutes are pretty much dug. The hamstrings are looking like fucking cheese strings drawn. We are shredded. It is literally just the last little bits coming off now for these last few weeks of this maintenance, which is going to be a three to one paradigm where we're going to do a three week maintenance and then we roll into the fourth week, which is going to be the peak week. So what do we want to do here? Now, potentially, again, we've mapped out the possibility of different avenues. And again, this is all going to be based on look and based on aesthetics. Now, for the individual, he could be tolerating drugs very, very well. We're not going to accumulate anything. What we're probably going to do here is reduce some androgens down just so we wash away any potential water or fullness or extracellular kind of bloating that we don't want. Same with some of the lipolytics in this phase. This is potentially where we would start dropping out growth hormone or your himbine. Like the hard work has been done. He is going to be fucking peeled. So we don't need those in there anymore or the water that they could be potentially holding on the physique. So there is going to be more of a drying off effect coming in here. Right, three weeks down, we are into peak week. What we probably would have done the week before peak week is be ready. We probably would have practiced a load and maybe run some high days. We would have assessed what the physique looked like on those high days, how much carbs were taken in, at what times were they taken in, what did we train, how did we look before training, how did we look after training, how much fluid was taken in, how much sodium was taken in. We are tracking data throughout this week meticulously and we are seeing how that data correlates to the visuals that we are presented back to us. This is probably one of the, the most optimal tools that we can do here and probably something that's going to be massively overlooked within a prep. And one thing that most people don't do, and I think most people don't do it because they're fearing that they're going to fuck up the prep or they're fearing that they're going to fuck up before peak week and you know, blur the look because they're eating more or blur the look because they're messing around with a practice peak or something. I'm not too sure unless it is just more of a uh, a lack of education behind it, I'm not too sure. Most people as well, again, I think it comes down to timing. They haven't had enough time to practice this. But that kind of week before peak week, we should be there so we can have and afford the time to just see how things run. So then when we do come into the peak week, we go, right, two days away from the show, we ran 600 gram of carb or 900 gram of carb. We had 12 grams of salt. We had six liters of water. We had this, 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 and this. By this time on this day, we dried out. We didn't need any diuretics. We didn't need any of this. We didn't need any of this. We landed right on the money, 11 a.m., Sunday morning, bone fucking dry, crisp as a fucking muck, muck, what are they called? <laughs> what, are them, what are them fucking bad boy crinkle crisps? One of those, McCall's, McCall's. We landed like a fucking chili sensation. That's what we landed like. They're, they're, they're worse. They're better. We landed crispy. Anyway, that's what I'm trying to say. So we know exactly what it is that's going to happen. Now, what you could do in this practice peak is find out and go, right, okay, well, we ran 600 gram of carbs, still looked a little bit flat, could have been a bit fuller. Cool, lovely. Let's bump up to 700. Let's bump up to 800. You know, what did we do with protein? Did we have low protein? Did we have high fats? Did we, did we fat load first before the carb load? It's going to be very purse dependent, but this is why the week before peak, 
We want to run a little bit of a practice just to give us an idea of what to do. When it comes around to the peak week, obviously everybody knows peak week changes. We change our area of volume in regards to training, our complete approach changes. We make sure that legs are getting done right at the beginning of the week so that we're not going to cause any inflammation or stress or blur to the lines that we've created and the, the, the digging that's been happening over these past 23 weeks. 23 weeks. There we go. So peak week has been perfected. It's been landed. It's been done. We're coming up to our show weekend again. Show weekend. We land to perfection. Bingo. That is our first show, the MK Classic at Two Bros on the 2nd of September. Nice and easy. We don't want to be training before the show. We want to keep everything nice and stress-free, nice and relaxed. Client will know exactly what's going on, exactly how to run this, exactly what to eat, exactly what times, exactly when to like peak piss shit. We know everything because we've meticulously planned it throughout this peak week and the lead up to the show. Now, where do we go from here? Show day. All being well, client places well, um, is what it is. You know, we can't predict that one. We don't know what's going to happen. We don't know who's going to step up against us. We plan for the best. That is exactly all we can do. Uh, the rest is out of our hands. What happens then? Well, we run straight into another peak week because we have the PCA burning on the weekend after. So we get straight back to work. Now, does this client get an off-plan meal after the stage? Depend on the look, probably we can afford one very mindful off-plan meal, but then the week we get straight back to work. And obviously that will be based on look, weight, scale, weight images. Uh, we can't really predict that one, but we can have things preparation ready to go. So we have, again, back-to-back -back peak weeks, PCA Birmingham. Then, again, all being well, we place highly in the PCA Birmingham. We get the invitations that we want. And then we have a three-week gap. Now... What do we do in this three-week gap? We assess, we plan, we prep. What we do is we refer back to notes, we refer back to show pictures, we refer back to comparisons. What we do is we do our homework and we do our research. What could we improve on? What were we beaten on? What were our weaknesses? What are our points of contact and points of appreciation here? What are our strengths? What are our areas that we really need to work on? Because we've got three weeks to prep for the finals. We've got three weeks to bring either exactly the same because it was that good or to bring something even better. Do we need drier? Do we need fuller? Do we need leaner? Like, what do we need here? Like, there's a million and one things that potentially could happen. And again, we can't put a plan in place for them until we're there and we've seen it there could be many different routes we could need a fuller bigger heavier look are we going to need some more filling in that peak week are we going to need some more carbs are we going to need some more cosmetic drugs for example you know were the glutes a little flat cool let's pump the shit ton of metaform in them bad boys and grow them glutes like fucking kim k I'm not saying that that's the answer but this is a preparation that can be taken into account so we've got three weeks. Once again, still training at maintenance volume. There is no need to be blasting the fucking walls with training. We're not going to go straight back in after like one off plan meal because we feel like, I don't know who we're going to feel like, but shit tons of energy. Whoever's got loads of energy? Roadrunner. Um, we're not going to go smashing gym sessions. We are just going to keep that maintenance volume nice and low, ticking over, just doing what needs to be done. 
and keeping stress at a minimum because this is not the time to panic. Again, we're rolling into our final peak week into the British finals. And again, exactly the same process. We plan, we prep, we hopefully come back better and then we win it all. That is how we plan the IFBB or British title PCA pro card periodization. Many, many factors are taken into consideration. And obviously, yes, it is very much a, um, a fork in the road. When we come to a certain crossroad, do we go left, do we go right? What options do we take that is going to be based on the objective or the goal that's sat in front of us? So there's some things obviously I can't discuss on this uh, because we're not there yet. We don't know what's been in front of us. We don't know what's being seen. We don't know what's being shown. Uh, but that will all depend on the point of action when we come round to it. But as a whole, that is pretty much how we plan and periodize this prep. So guys, I'm very much excited to actually show you this prep as it unfolds. It's going to be one hell of a prep to follow one hell of a prep to be a part of, um, and I'm very, very much excited about it. Um, so stay tuned because you will be seeing more of it. Anything you need off the back of this, any more advice, any more um, in-depth questions, anything you need to learn or, or question or want to know more, please feel free to ask anytime. If not, guys, have a lovely day. Enjoy. Thank you very much for tuning in. As always, much love, and I will catch you all soon.